Hey everyone, this is Richard Barron with the On the Election Insider podcast. I got my co-host Gary Vaughn. Ah. We're we're going to talk about several things today, but first I want to remind everyone to share the podcast Election Insider with Richard Barron. Listen to it on any of the platforms out there like Google, Amazon, Apple, Spotify. I think it's on Overcast, too. You can get it on Anchor FM as well. And share it with your family and friends, as I said. Uh, Gary, do you have a good weekend? Yeah, ate food. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the warm weather while it was warm. It's 38 degrees in Atlanta today. so It was really nice this weekend. And then uh, I had some great food with the girlfriend's family. On <laughs> Sunday, we had uh, chicken kebabs and rice, Persian rice, and I ate like three serrano peppers. And the next day, uh, yeah, it it burned a little. But then, uh, so then we that was a good weekend. It was cold this morning. What was it like? Got down to like thirty eight, right? Dan, you told me you were listening to dentistry podcasts. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, my girlfriend uh, wants to, is maybe going to buy a buy a practice. And so she had me listening to, she wants me to listen to this dental podcast. The first episode was okay. I mean, there was, I got some stuff out of it. The second one was, you know, that was a sleeper. Uh, 559 episodes this guy has. So I'm sure he's got to be pretty successful if he has that many dental episodes for his dental podcast. I mean, that's... Well, yeah, but how many people listen to dental podcasts? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe he's got... He, it's possible, I guess, he's got dentists all, all over the world listening to it. I, I don't know. But, you know, of course, she says the same thing about who the hell would listen to an elections podcast to me. So... <laughs> Well, or a stock podcast. Here we are. But she said, yeah, I, I need to learn about this stuff because while I'm not working, um, I'm going to have to be her bitch at the uh, at the practice. Help Your me. office manager, Rick, now? Yeah, so I'm going to be between doing Uber and the, the dental bitch. And then... Uh, Do you need a badge to be an office manager bitch? Kind of like uh, Herschel Walker needs a prop badge? An honorary badge. Yeah, so uh, Uber, I have had some interesting experiences with Uber, mostly with funky names, but um, and including on Sunday morning, I was up in Lawrenceville at just before 8 a.m., and I picked up Porsche, P-O-R-C-H-A. Porsche looked... As though she'd been up all night and run through the ringer. And Show me this one on the last one, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, she had the yellow dress that yeah. barely could could hold her anatomy. <laughs> and she fell forward into the front, the back of the passenger seat and passed out after she had unfolded all of her money. I didn't see what the denominations those bills were in, but... Ah, she had a butterfly bandage over her right eyebrow. The dress was dirty. It was yellow. But then I had some other funky names too, like a guy named just, just call me. 
It was J-U-S-C-A-L-L-M-E. And I, I, he was on his way to Wendy's for a, a job interview, and he was in sweats. He had on a hoodie, a hoodie with a denim coat over it. He was a nice kid, but his clothes were a little dirty, and he was going into the fast food restaurant dressed like that for his interview. He'll probably get the job, honestly. <laughs> probably. I mean, I mean, two years ago, would have never gotten the job. Now, absolutely. Yeah, I think they just need uh, warm bodies at this point. The, the, the best name I've had was I was in Walmart shopping and there was a woman pushing her cart. And this little girl was in the, the seat and she's kind of wiggling back and forth, but she's sound asleep. And, and her mother kept pushing her up. And we get up to the checkout stand and, and her mother just kind of pushes her. And you hear the, the girl cry a little bit. And the mother goes, insomnia, wake the F up. <laughs> well, yeah, I one night was having a crisis uh, doing that I was doing Uber and delivering cinnamon rolls to Sincere, spelled with a C, C-I-N-C-E-R-E. And I thought, what the hell am I doing? But actually, it hasn't been that bad doing Uber while I'm looking for something else uh, to do. So, Dude, I mean, Uber, I know people who make really good money at Uber. It's, it's a oh, tough job, but it's honest work. I mean, honestly, um, my my family, I think we have cab drivers in our um, family lineage, like old-time New York City cab drivers. Oh, with the medallions. They got they uh -huh. medallions. Those things are worth money. Not anymore. Not anymore, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, because I don't. When I go down to the airport, I don't even see a cab down there. The no. Uber, Uber and Lyft drivers have taken over the cab lot, and it's exclusively for rideshare now at the yeah. airport. So I don't even know where the cab drivers park. But yeah, no, I went to an elections conference in Denver in August. I talked to five Uber drivers, and I said, "How much money are you making?" They were all making the five drivers were making between eighty and a hundred and eight thousand a year, working fifty to fifty-five hours a week. Yep, hundred and eight thousand. This one guy said he made he averaged eighty-eight hundred dollars a month. And you're still not back to a hundred percent as to what you were pre-pandemic. It's still slightly slower than what we were in two thousand and nineteen. Yeah, so. Yesterday, I saw a something on Twitter where from Mark Nisi, Atlanta Journal Constitution. Um, I've been acquainted with Mark through my former job at Fulton County. For I started following him. I liked his tweets. He's, he's pretty yeah. informative. So he reported that in DeKalb County yesterday morning there were uh, election that was having issues. I saw that Gabriel Sterling, he's the chief operating officer for the Secretary of State. I think that's his title. He was saying, yes, we did have an outage. The thing that irritates me about this is that in 2020, on the Friday before the November election, they the election net slowed to a crawl on that Friday afternoon on, it stayed that way all day Friday. On Saturday, it was still at a snail's pace. I called Brian Hill at the Secretary of State's office. He was in charge of that for the SOS. 
And I told him what was happening. And his response was, "It that sounds like a Fulton problem. You should check your connections over there. IT ran one. They said the only operation on the whole network that was slow was election net. I called him back. I told him, I said, if you guys don't have this remedied by Monday morning, the shit's going to hit the fan. They did not uh, have it ready Monday morning. So the first three days of early voting, there were lines all over the metro area. And it was because election net was barely operating. Luckily, in Fulton County, we had a backup with this product called Easy Vote, so we could still check our voters in. But then by the end of the first three days, we had tens of thousands of ballot uh, early voting applications that we had to then enter back into election net as we were processing vote more and more voters with early voting going on. Secretary of State's office just kept playing it off that this was no big deal. But six days, it was like that. And we had a hard time processing absentee by mail applications, scanning in ballot envelopes that we were receiving back in. SOS really didn't care. They don't like to take responsibility for anything. So this happens again yesterday morning. Explain to me what election net is. It is the voter registration system for the entire state. Every county is on that voter registration system and every county is required to use it. But when you have 159 counties on there, it can be fine. But what happens is when you have a big election and then you start scan, every county starts doing more than they do, like scanning in ballots that are returning, uh, doing all of the processing you have to do for all the applications that were coming in. And then once you come online on that Monday when early voting starts, all of those counties now, it's not just 159 counties like in Fulton. It was the 159 counties plus our 32 early voting sites. Then you've got the other counties and everybody's early voting sites come online. It just completely shut down the system. And they had a year to prepare for that in 2020 and they failed to do it. And then this year... At the end of January, they told us we're implementing a new VR system before the May primary. It's called Jarvis. We're going to have it up and running. It kept getting put off, put off, put off. Finally, in April, they canceled it after training people on it. So we had to go back and retrain the people that were going to be at the early voting sites back on the old one. They migrated data back that we every county was having problems with that data migration because it didn't come back smoothly. Secretary of State's office denied that, that that was going on. They said they would then implement it in July for the November election. It failed again, so they were then not able to get it up for this one. So they're back to ENET, and they have a problem yesterday morning on the first day of early voting. And it, it's, it's just the way the Secretary of State's office operates under Brad Raffensperger which is that there's no transparency, there's no responsibility taken, and they just do whatever they want, and the counties have to suffer through their ineptitude. Well, now, now my understanding is, and, and just from a layperson, so 
the Republicans will complain if the Democrat wins that there was false election ballots, even though the Secretary of State is in charge of this election. If the Democrats lose, um, they will complain about just what you're talking about, uh, voter suppression, that people couldn't vote because the network was down or something happened or you know who knows what the 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 shenanigans are going to be from the new laws um, that were t- enacted under the um, the the, the conservative speaking. you know whatever well, they've done Senate Bill two zero two in the legislature yeah right. fortunately it was only it only affected early voting for eight minutes but if you if you screwed up in twenty twenty having a year to prepare for that and now. You screw up again when it opens and you've promised a new VR system all year. You know, hey, uh, be win. Be win, my girl, be win. Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is, is that it it seems like from the polls, she's way behind Raffensperger. He's a media darling for recording Trump, which, you know, that's great that he did that. Listen, I I, I can't condemn the man because he did that. I mean, I, I, I... Morally, I think he's got some pretty good morals there, but where he knew that something was going to happen, he took uh, proactive measures. I wish he would fix the election, like you said, um, so that things worked. I I just early voted, and we'll go over that in a little bit. But um, but yeah, I I, like you said, he's a media darling because he recorded Trump. I honestly, if it weren't for B Win, me being such a B Win fan. I, I'd have voted for uh, Raffensperger. I have no problem if he does win. I think B's got a long shot, but um, yeah, if he's not handling the election, B should win. I saw a headline the other day. I didn't read the story because I'm tired of it, but <laughs> it basically talked about how Stacey Abrams' lawsuit from the 2018 election uh, ran ran into a brick wall at the end. And I think the judge threw it out and basically said, uh, Abrams's Trump like, uh, lawsuit that complained about the 2018 election had no merit. So that that's where that, that lawsuit ended because well, I she, heard in the debate, she finally said she lost. Yeah. She, she, ne- I, she never conceded unless she did after the trial was thrown out. I no, mean, she, she, I, not that I know of, but she yeah. she did say during the ba- debate that she won the election, but she lost it uh, last night that she won. won she the won, there was something about I mean, it. and again, remember, she's a Harvard educated lawyer, so she can speak extremely well. Uh, and I'm headline grabbing here 100 percent. I did not watch the debate. Um, I did not see it, but I'm headline grabbing here. So just be aware of that. But I saw a headline that said that she uh, admitted that she lost it, but said she won it. So I, I didn't do the research, but uh, I thought it was interesting. And again, remember, you know, this, I'm an everyday voter. So if I headline grabbed, eh, maybe other people did too. And you had, what was your experience early voting here in Georgia yesterday? So I'm in Smyrna, so I'm in Cobb County. And it was interesting because uh, I had read Mark's um Mark's Twitter feed about how early voting was high and how there were problems. So I said, you know, yesterday, I'm, I'm just going to go today. Rookie mistake on me going at lunchtime. Uh, I did sign into the Secretary of State's uh, website 
to look at wait times. And it was interesting because three of the early one, early places around me had zero wait time, but I decided to go to Smyrna City Center, which it said had a 30-minute wait time. Well, it was true. It had a 30-minute wait time. But when I got there, uh, it didn't need to be a 30-minute wait time. The first thing was they put it in a community center that had all of maybe 12 parking spaces. Um, they're doing construction around the community center. Uh, so there was no good way in. Uh, the overflow parking was across the street. You didn't have anybody directing traffic. We had uh, several people in canes and wheelchairs who were just trying to get across the street, but they couldn't get across the street until somebody came and stopped traffic. Um, now, getting inside, it was about a 30-minute wait. So I had my headphones in. I was there. People were fantastic. My question to you, and this was what was interesting to me. So I went to the table, registered. Um, I signed the, the, the iPad with a, a kind of a pen, but uh-huh. it didn't look like my signature. And the reason, and I told the lady, the reason my signatures look different is because as a teenager, I had to sign 500 FedEx forms in an uh, insurance mailroom. So my signature is different every time. And so matching it, it's never going to match. The G's never look the same unless I'm sitting in the same position, blah, blah, blah. I'm not an artist. So um, she asked me about that. I said, fine. And she wasn't con- confrontational about it. She was very sweet about it, in fact. And, and the pictures yeah. look fine. you about your signature? She said they don't look they don't look that much alike. And and it was just, you know, I think it was just casual talk. I don't know if it was like, hey, are you really who you are? Um, but she was very sweet about it. Now, what the what I wanted to ask you was they gave me that little card to put into the voting machine, uh, to do it electronically. Then I had to print it out. And what was interesting was between printing it out, they had me in one corner of the community room doing the electronic one. I printed it out. They didn't have signs to go over, but it was flashing on the screen. Your vote doesn't count until you put it in the scanner. I couldn't find the scanner. So I went and looked for somebody and they told me, oh, it's in the other corner of the room. Um, And they said, and the lady was great. um, When I, once I finally found it, she said, put it in. And she goes, just stand here and wait. And that created another line because there were so many people waiting to scan in and the scan was taking a long time. Yeah, so the, scanners can, the scanners have to sit there and read everything as it goes in and then it sits there and like, it's almost like it's thinking and then, yeah. it, then it drops in. And so yeah. er, with early voting turnout being high and me going at lunchtime, that's where the bottleneck was. They only had one scanner. Um, so... Yeah, and- yeah, I think, and you you just brought up turnout, and I guess they there was a record set yesterday for Georgia's a gubernatorial election. the The total turnout for the first day was over a hundred and twenty thousand. In fact, I think Gabe Sterling on his Twitter Twitter feed said that he thinks it was going to exceed one hundred and twenty five thousand. The only thing I that I don't like is it seems like he was trying to take give the Secretary of State's office some kind of credit for that turnout um, as though they had anything to do with early voting. I mean, when I got to Fulton County in 2013, I told the director or the, the board my objective would be to reduce the problems that Fulton County has had 
on election day by increasing the early voting sites. And so what we did was in the my first election, we we went from an election that would normally have six sites up to 14. Wow. And then by the time I left last year, we had 32 full-time sites operating, which included our two mobile buses, which the legislature banned uh, in SB 202. This right. is one of the things... They, they continually in SB202 targeted Fulton County, and that was one of the things they got rid of. So we had, and we always had outreach sites in addition to our other sites. We would generally have um, places that we go around town where they, a, a site like a Georgia State might be open for three or four days, or over at Georgia Tech, we would be open for a few days. And then we would also, we by that point, we bought we spent about $750,000 on those two buses, which are now only used for voter education because um, all the, all the voting, uh, the, the ballot, the, the booth, the voting booth inside are useless. Now they can only be used in an emergency. If the, if the governor declares a natural disaster, by the time that happens on election day, it would take, Till probably noon before we would get one into the field to replace uh, to replace a site or two, and we can only run them to two places. But the Republicans were against those mobile voting buses because they said we ran them too much down in the southern part of the county. But if you looked at the map, because these idiots did not look at where the turnout was and how they were used and how we mapped them out and how we 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 placed them so that they would be equal, equally distributed around the county. And in the January election, we ended up having to move them more up into the north just because of the way everything was weighted towards the, the south part of the county. And so the Republicans used those, Republican voters used those heavily in the north part of the county. And then the state went out and got rid of got rid of those things in addition to a bunch of other things. I mean, we were the first to get the grants from Center for Tech and Civic Life. The Republican legislature banned those. That money had no strings to it. And we were able to use it to pay poll workers, COVID stipends, to pay COVID money to polling places so we wouldn't lose workers or polling places. We bought extra equipment with that and we bought we bought COVID supplies with that. Those grant that grant money was so valuable to us, and the legislature, just because they think Mark Zuckerberg had a hand in that money, that it it had an effect on the election. It didn't. If we would have got federal money, we would have had so much paperwork to do and so many restrictions. But they didn't. Uh, Center for Texas Civic Life had no restrictions on this money except to like seven categories. They said you can use it for that. If you want to use it for something else, get our approval. Just send an email. We'll approve it and you can go about your business. You know, I, I give blood in a, in a bus. I mean, buses are good things. And if you go, I did Meals on Wheels a few times um, to a senior center. 
by a church in South Fulton County. I think I'm pretty sure it was South Fulton County. Um, I know those people would have loved to to vote on a bus if a bus came to them. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those senior centers. Yeah. I don't think they could actually get to a voting center. Most of the people that I did Meals on Wheels for, I mean, shit, they're getting food delivered to them. They can't go out and get food. Yeah. So, that's the problem, too, is that the, the Republicans in the legislature put some restrictions on absentee by mail, too, because they're paranoid that there's something wrong with absentee by mail, which I just think it's crazy. I mean, the Western states are, and, the, and the Northeast are progressive states. You've got the old South rising down here again, and they want to control everything. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of sad. And, yeah, well, and I sent you a, a good cartoon. I don't know who it was from. It might have been AJC. Mike uh, Lukovich, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution cartoonist. Was it? Was that the Herschel Walker as a Halloween guy? Yeah. Did you see him in the commercial where he goes down to what, whatever county that was and sits by the sheriff who gave him his, his toy badge? Yeah, well, and NBC News interviewed Herschel Walker I think it was yesterday he in, they, he interviewed and he said it's an absolute badge and they said we talked to the sheriff who gave you the badge who says it's just uh, an honorary badge it doesn't give you any rights to do anything or you know to do a police officer and he said I it is absolutely one hundred percent a badge and I am a police officer. I, to NBC I News. His I'd love to see his his FBI agent badge. I know <laughs> FBI agent uh, Bill Maher. Uh, just skewered him on Friday night on, his, on HBO. It was it was great. I don't understand how anybody could vote for this guy. I mean, I understand voting for your party. You know, if you believe in your party, fine. But this guy, it, it, people just if they don't like Warnock, just don't vote. I mean, because Walker's a joke. Well, and and I was listening to um, it was interesting because I was listening to a, um, a Republican. I, he's in the Republican Party here in Georgia, and he couldn't stand Walker. And he said, I, "I this is it's a joke that he's there." But and this is the big but, he's going to vote the way I would vote, and that's essentially it. So they're putting a prop into the Senate, and now you know to, to combat that, the reporter was asking, "Well, how does that make us look around the world?" Somebody who is basically put into our government as a prop um, to to vote just because he's going to, you know, uh, convey what you personally want. Um, you know, if he's a bad guy, he he lies. Um, his family hates him. Uh, he's got no moral value or moral, you know, um, background. So it just. You know, there's a lot wrong with voting for him. And I agree with you, kind of stay home and don't vote for him if you have morals. But I kind of, when I I heard the, the Republican guy say, well, he's going to vote the way I want him to vote. I guess that's a good reason to, to vote for him. But, but it, again, it, you know, here's the thing, Rick. We're going to have The Rock as the next vi- uh, president of the United States. I mean, huh. that's the case. Uh, if Mark Cuban runs, if The Rock runs, anybody, I've spent enough time with those WWW, uh, the wrestling guys, to know how good they are within a debate. They will be fantastic. These guys are trained at the instant notice of of what to do and how to entertain, and they're very good at that. 
So if you don't think there's a possibility that The Rock actually will become the president, you're out of your mind. I mean, Donald Trump was an entertainer and he got voted into the the, uh, the presidency. Um, he is not a politician. And that was what a lot of people liked about him. So I don't get about, you know, these people that are still supporting Trump. The guy has lost the popular vote in two straight elections. He lost to Hillary Clinton by almost three million votes, but he won the Electoral College, which is the rules of the system. And he won five states by a total of 74,000 votes because basically she failed to spend any time in those five states because she thought she was going to win. And then he lost the next election to Biden. He got his he got his tail kicked by a 78 year old guy. Yeah, by like seven million votes who never came out of his basement. Yeah. And so the thing is, is that this this guy, these people are banking on a guy that has never won an election by the popular vote. He won one technically by the Electoral College, which is how you get in. But he he's a failure when it comes to winning the popular vote. And so why they think he could get back in there and do this again is, I don't know, it's a complete joke. Of course, you know, I think Ron DeSantis is going to be even worse. Did you, have you seen the video of his election police going to, going to the homes and arresting people for voter fraud? No. Today? Oh my God. So they're, they've, they've arrested 20 people recently And I think either all of them are black or the majority of them are black. They show up at the house and say, there are two felony charges against you. Uh, We have to bring you in and arrest you. And these people don't even know what the fraud, what the fraud charges are about. And they're hauled off to jail um, by these police. And the police are like, we're sorry, we have to do this. We've been sent here. We are not the election police, but we've been. We've been tasked with this duty to bring you in. You're probably going to have to pay for the two felonies, a thousand dollar bond. They told one guy and he's just, I mean, his house looked dilapidated. He, I, I don't know. See it. A thousand dollars. I'm looking it, at it, it. You know, Twitter there. Well, I just, I just pulled it up. It's on the Tampa Bay times. I just Googled literally Ron DeSantis election police and well, the guys, and it's a DeSantis- YouTube video. DeSantis is supposed to be intelligent. I mean, he's an Ivy Leaguer, but he got, has, he has just no empathy. Worst personality ever. I mean, he would be somebody that would love to be a dictator, but I wonder if he'd wear his little white rubber boots around. I mean, I keep hearing people, did you see him in the white boots when yeah. he was in, in the hurricane damage? And everybody keeps saying, what did you do? Steal those off a of Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Yeah, I like that one. Um, yeah, I yeah. guess this guy's a convicted sex offender. Uh, Who? Um, one of the guys that was uh, arrested. Arrested. As he stood handcuffed, he told officers that he signed up to vote at the encouragement of somebody at the driver's license plate. Records show it was March 2020. I said, I'm a convicted felon. I'm pretty sure I can't heart a registered sex offender told officers. He goes, uh, well, he, he goes, well, are you still on probation? Hart's probation had ended a month earlier, Hart recalled. The person told him to sign up anyway. He said, well, just fill out this form, and if they let you vote, then you can. 
If they don't, then you can't. So it sounds like he was just, you know, renewing his driver's license and they asked him to register to vote. And so he did. And I guess he gets called off to court for that. Yeah, that's the same guy that I think that I watched this morning because he said, I registered to vote because someone told me. He, that was in the video, I believe. Yeah, it says it, the attorney for um, uh, one, the, one of the defendants says he thinks DeSantis' election security force chose the 20 in particular because the public would not have sympathy for people who were convicted of murder or sexual offenses. Um, that's not by accident. This is 100% a political strategy. And de- so the other thing I wanted to mention is that on November 5th, um, the, the nightly news um, channel, the main nightly news or the most popular one in Switzerland <laughs> is going to be here and they are going to record the podcast, um, get some B-roll of of the podcast and then uh, do an interview with me after that. And then this morning they contacted me two days ago. And then this morning I got contacted by the Belgian national TV news station and they're going to interview me the same weekend. That's awesome. Yeah. But the podcast will get a little extra um, publicity, although it'll be over in Switzerland. So, Because I kept wondering, why do I have listens over in Europe? But they told me that they had listened to the podcast. Yeah, I've got got a bunch of Europeans who listen to my stock podcast. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. Podcasts, I, I think, are bigger in the EU than they are here. Um, it, the, the large majority of my listeners are here in the U S but there's, you know, t- 10, 15, 20% over in Europe. I've got New Zealand. I got Japan the other day. Somebody reached out to me from Japan, Sri Lanka. And this is your daily stock picks podcast. And you're at daily stock picks three on Twitter. Well, uh, is there anything else you wanted to discuss today or should we wrap it up? I think we wrap it up. I think we've covered enough. Again, get out there and vote. Honestly, you know, at this point, I'd just like to see 70, 70, 80% turnout. Um, that yeah. would be, that would be great. I still have to decide what I'm going to do. I I have decided I am not going to vote in the governor's race. I am going to leave that one blank. You can do libertarian. I think there was a libertarian or write yourself in. Yeah. And then um, I, Pretty sure I will cast a vote for B. Win for Secretary of State. I don't know about any of the other races. I am not. I, I think uh, here in Old Fourth Ward, I'm either in Commissioner District Four or Five, so I don't even know if that's on the ballot. I have. I won't release who I voted for, but I will tell you I had a mixed ballot. Yeah, mine will definitely. Um, I mean, I would, I don't know uh, if I could vote a mixed ballot right now just because, I mean, I guess it wouldn't rule one out. If, if, he, if, if a Republican wasn't a crazy election denier and a, a Trump sycophant, then maybe um, I would consider it. But the one I will I, tell you, I, I, the one I do say that I voted for is B. Win because I'm such a fan, big fan. 
big fan. I, I just I like her story. I like her. I think she's real. I don't think that she has a chance of winning, but I'd love to see her come up and win. And and yeah. Jen Jen Jordan. Jen Jordan's the other one. I really like Jen. Yeah, I used to talk to her um, when I was director at Fulton County. Not only if I went over to the legislature to talk to a committee, but uh, a few times on the phone. Yeah, she was always nice. She talked to me. Um, I went to a, com- a community meeting about um, an EPA. There's a plant over here that releases some uh, carcinogen um, emissions through a uh, smokestack um, because they sanitize medical equipment. And it is a known carcinogen. They basically have paid off the state EPA and the uh, the national EPA so that they can do it in a populated area. It's not next to me, but it's close enough to me that it's concerning. I went to the meeting. Um, everything seemed to to go well, and she paid attention. She was great. I liked her a lot. She she really care seemed to care about you know our issue, which you know a lot of politicians will just show up and shake hands and say vote for me. This wasn't during an election year. There wasn't anything. She had found out about it. She just kind of showed up. So, yeah. Yeah, she's a nice lady. All right. Everyone, share this podcast. Subscribe, please, at at any one of the platforms. Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Anchor, any of those, if you want to subscribe, please do that. And again, share it. And Gary's podcast is Daily Stock Picks. He's on Twitter at at, at uh, Daily Stock Picks 3. I'm on Twitter at Richard Barron 2. Uh, and that's Roman numeral 2. Yeah. All right. We'll wrap it up. Thanks, Gary. We'll see you later. And we'll sign off. See you, man.